Welcome to I'm Absolutely Fine, the podcast from the middle that looks at all the glamour and indignity of being a grown-up. If you listen on the Entail app, that's E-N-T-A-L-E, photos, links and videos of what we're talking about will pop up as you listen. Have a look. Oh, hi everyone. Hello everybody. (laughs) How are you, Annabelle? Well, I'm absolutely fine, but I need to apologise in advance for the drilling. Because, uh, as listeners may have guessed, considering the global circumstances, we are in no way in a studio. We are uh, in our bedrooms. And the neighbours have been... uh, Have they been renovating? I don't know what they've been doing. They've been doing something involving hammers and drills. Well, I mean, for most of my natural life. But rather than, like, (laughs) a whole, you know, let's chuck everything out at this and put in our new bathroom or whatever the fuck they're doing. There's just a little bit here and a little bit there. You never quite know. You know, suddenly, you know, six in the evening. Oh, we'll do some drilling or some banging. Suddenly, midday. So there was a little bit just earlier. And, you know, we may be treated to a little bit more. So all I can say is, sorry, it's not the most professional thing. What are you going to do? Oh, my God. Also, doesn't it feel like it's drilling inside your soul? I already have drilling inside my soul. (laughs) I'm absolutely fine, but I'm obsessed with Call My Agent. And I've got myself so fixated. I'm watching it without subtitles, which is like the most pretentious thing I've ever said out loud and I've become so obsessed with the idea that I am actually one of those French women it never takes much to trigger you into your potential Frenchness does it exactly exactly and this is I mean I'm pinballing and and I'm genuinely distressed when I look at myself in the mirror and I'm not one of them with the great hair and the skinny jeans and the fantastic Jerome Dreyfus bag and the but I feel like it's sort of indicative of the power of sort of fantasy at the moment I'm so invested in the idea of being anything other than myself right now that I'm genuinely shocked I know I don't have very many fantasies at the moment because I think I'm pretty shut down in terms of imagination and any sort of creative juices because this is hard but weirdly considering my social anxiety is super crippling and even in the park this morning I stared at the floor as I walked past really you know someone who could be considered quite a good friend for some reason and I can't get dressed I'm in tracksuit bottoms and various sort of layers I mean I, I look like a sort of unit in navy um, <laughs> navy unit in navy unit with my bed jumper which is accumulating stains regular listeners will appreciate that but my fancy which is strange considering I can neither speak nor dress is to get dressed to go to a really grand summer party. You know, like a sort of one of those weddings, but without all the wedding stuff. Long dress, out in the grass, glass of something gorgeous, jewels in my hair, an updo. I mean, if it was tonight, I'd be having a panic attack and have to be on medication in in order to even, you know, sort of think about shaving a leg. But... For some reason, this grand, great Gatsby-ish summer party is where my brain is taking me. Only you would have a fantasy which involved jewels in your hair. That is literally the most extra thing I've ever heard. I'm but... determined that when the first time I go out, there will somehow be jewels in my hair. There could be Claire's accessories, but they will be shiny. But parties, who knew? Who knew? Parties. Well, basically, I'm all for a party for one at the moment, which is not a euphemism, I hasten to add. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, like, for example, watch a box set, perhaps call my agent, but make it a party for one by angling your iPad to watch it in the bath. And you can lie there over-relating with every character and unfortunately you're so overrelating that you can't keep an eye on the plot but that doesn't really matter you're, I mean let's face it yes it's like our inabilities to have a cogent conversation are now 
affecting our ability to even follow a plot line. No. It's, not, it's not possible, right? It's, no, not possible at all. But it's, as long as you just get the general vibe, a boxer in the bath has become an absolute fucking fiesta. Party for one. Well, what about a sort of imaginary international stag night? <laughs> yeah, so definitely so, not a head so, night. So, I don't want to go on any of those ever again. No, no, it's a, it's a you know we're, well let's grow a pair of balls. It's a stag night, and its main mechanism is alcohol. So <laughs> you know, with this particular party, for one, we could make it as authentic as possible. Obviously, so start the day with um, maybe an Irish coffee <laughs> in Ireland, being super Irish. Then just skip over the water in your brain, but actually just you know open the fridge again. Um, head off to France, ah. and then it's a, it's a large glass of, of white wine at lunch, isn't it? Uh, and oh, 3 p.m. Oh, what's this? Oh, I'm just being welcomed at my Maldivian beach resort, <laughs> and they're offering me a glass of champagne for my travel-weary self. Rude to say no, or no, in your case. Um, and, then, and then we might be speaking French early evening because, oh, it's at Preschina. <laughs> <laughs> Which means, it, you know, you, it, it, and that situation demands that you welcome in the evening with a with a hearty vin show. And for me, some melted fromage. <laughs> yes, m- much of the melted fromage. Um, then hop over the border and what self-respecting Italian on a <laughs> stag night in Italy would have dinner without much red wine. Pay attention. Bring on the red wine. Oh, Oh, you, you can't open the red wine because you're too drunk. And you're, oh, you're crying. And, and, and now you're hiding behind the sofa eating crunchy nut out of a mug with no mug. Which is how all stag nights end. Well, it's um, how most parties end, actually, for me. You know, the drunken munchies. Oh, my goodness. Where you're practically squeezing a tube of tomato puree down your throat. Oh, my God. I tell you, I'm quite into the solo rave. So that's earphones on, iTunes opened, 90s bangers arranged on a playlist. And now you're raving in front of the mirror to the prodigy. Full-blown party for one where no one else hears a damn thing. Oh, my God, it's Wigfield. Now it's TLC. Waterfalls, for fuck's sake. Woohoo! Presumably, if you're raving in front of the mirror, then the lights are off. <laughs> what, so you don't want to see the shame? <laughs> Otherwise, it would be, it would be too awful. It, You've it, got it, a disco it, ball, for fuck's sake. Yes, rather improbably. I have, I have got a disco ball downstairs. It always makes me feel like a sort of suburban estate agent, but someone gave it to me, and, uh, and, and, and there it sits. And it can be quite cheerful, although I have to climb up a ladder to turn it on. So I feel it was a plot to kill me because I'm usually drunk when I do that. Um, parties for one, a shopping party because oh. nothing to stop us shopping. Nothing Of course we can shop. Yay, it's so easy. You just find something really, really expensive that you can't afford and will never wear. Then, then you click, 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 you bought it. Be with you within, you know, two to four working days. Um, and you can really, you know, roll around in that serotonin hit before <laughs> the crushing panic sets in. And then you have to work out how you're going to safely <laughs> negotiate returns at the post office with the cramped situation in the sort of post office slash corner shop. Yeah, so that party for one can have quite an unhappy ending, but you know. <laughs> I know. The other thing you could do, actually, is an Insta party. Scroll through your own Instagram feed. Yeah. Mm. Forget other people. Uh, do a deep dive into you. You know, God, look at you! Look how funny you are! Oh God, look, your captions! Look how young you look! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look how filtered you are! Look how funny your captions are! Oh, you look just amazing in that selfie from holiday four years ago. When four we used years, to go <laughs> twelve years, <laughs> almost as good as the one from seven years ago. Oh my God! If you go further, you might actually strike oil. By the way, uh, this comes with a really heavy caveat, which is: do not, I repeat, do not look in the mirror during or immediately after this Insta party. 
that would be like the police have arrived at the party to break it up, right? <laughs> or the self-esteem exactly. police are here to yes, tell exactly. you that you don't deserve a party. No, no, no. Because look at you, the state of you. You are busted. Oh. And uh, and no, you are not as funny and, and fabulous and glamorous and, and well-travelled or oiled as you are on your Instagram. Oh, but I mean, a deep dive into past lives is enough to get you overthinking about every decision you've ever made and every regret that you have, right? And overthinking, for me at least right now, is a really big problem. In a slightly novel, the novel coronavirus, in a slightly novel way, it's just, I, I can't seem to make even the smallest decision without having some level of panic around the ramifications around that, whether it is which room to record this podcast in because of the drilling or, you know, when to put the dishwasher on for optimum efficiency it's just sort of and then and then it becomes kind of more catastrophic and 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 spirally when you do bump into someone let's say on a walk and then you're trying to self-monitor and self-edit in terms of of, of what you're going to say and and how wrong you're going to get it to the point where you're pretty much crippled. Are you finding that? Oh, I mean, I find that if I have a conversation with someone over almost every single medium, be it phone, WhatsApp, Zoom or Park, IRL, I then feel like I have to make a follow-up call, Zoom, text, whatever, in order to try and explain myself. Yes, like, I'm so sorry I said for the that. state you're in. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I'm so sorry I said that. I didn't mean that exactly. It's like, um, but you understand, I'm just a bit stressed. And I, I feel like it just contributes to the idea that I'm basically a sort of overthinking maniac. And let's face it, overthinking is not like new to us. I mean, as an anxious person, you know, uh, overthinking is, 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 is where I live. But somehow there's seem to be such a lack of connection and your favourite word, context, that it just is sending me completely mad. Yeah, also there's no there's no um, stimulus to jerk you out of one overthought into another overthought so you can really fall down the well. Yeah, you could just sit, I could just feel like I, like, like I could sit in it, sit in the terrible conversation for even longer than I, than I would normally. Yes, and then you have to somehow... Um, you somehow have to move from your overthinking isolation into something that requires um, a semi-presence. Like, okay, so uh, there's the prospect of, of a Zoom meeting in your diary. So, you know, it's, it's about to start. We're five minutes away. So you've got to try and, um, try and, and present to the world. So, I mean, that begins a whole catalogue of mania, doesn't it? Oh, my God. The overthinking before before Zoom is sort of out of control. I mean, for example... I'm going to need water at some point, right? So what do I do? Are you holding up your glass? Very. I'm holding up my glass of water. Okay, yeah. So For Emily to see over Zoom. Okay, yes, because we are on Zoom. And so I think, okay, not sure it's professional to swig out of one of the 134,000 plastic water bottles that you've accumulated over the years. And I, by the way, I'm not even sure what to do with the plastic water bottles. Like throwing them out is bad, right? Like that's bad, bad, bad for the turtles, etc. Um, but can they be recycled? The plastic you... water bottles or the reusable water bottles? Yeah, the reusable ones. Oh, well, yes, because they take so much sort of energy and manpower <laughs> and pollution to make. But I have that... thousands of them. So now I have turtle guilt. Okay, so then I get a glass and then uh, are there any clean ones? And no, exactly like you were saying, I store my dishwasher wash time for optimum at a different time, which means that it's full and dirty. And that's a real surprise again, because I've spent 90% of my fucking life 
in lockdown emptying the dishwasher but that's another whole like podcast and and I found I, I've got an old dipty candle glass that I once cleaned out <laughs> and I'm wondering as I sip it is it chic or mad Yes, it, it looks a bit like you're 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 drinking from a very sweet sort of vase. <laughs> <laughs> Flower water is where Emily gets her kicks these days. She doesn't drink. Um, yes, and so so yes, yeah, so, so you've got so you've got the uh, hydration question, yes. and then what about the presentation question? Because oh. even after 143 million days of lockdown, you still haven't ordered the halo light from Amazon that'll make you look like a softly glowing influencer, <laughs> radiant, you know, and entirely in control. But instead, every pre-Zoom is a sort of mess of lighting fuckery where you're raising up your laptop so it's on top of books. So, you know, it's the best thing for your jawline. You're you're trying to angle the broken angle poise that keeps <laughs> collapsing. So it, it casts sort of, you know, heavenly light on your face, even covering lamps with sort of silken scarves for a, a rosy glow, which, by the way, is a sort of monumental fire hazard because I, of course, <laughs> always forget they're there because who has a memory? Fiddling with the dimmer switches till they start to um, do that. That thing where they sort of flash a bit which is quite horror filmy it's like oh a spirit has entered the room <laughs> anything to fight actual natural light i mean <laughs> so who, i mean you know i i don't know why we ever thought that a death by a window was a good idea i mean you know which is worse seasonal anxiety disorder or withered crone on the screen for the world to see i don't know answers on a postcard also also where where do you do it Okay, so bed is so unprofessional, right? Also unclean, unclean. Also says nervous breakdown, which you're basically having, but you don't really want everyone to know. Desk, as discussed, is a natural light horror situation. Kitchen table, earthy approachable. You don't want to be approachable. Bath, psycho control freak. Imagine if we all started doing zooms in the bath. Well, we just take one slip of the screen for any manner of unnatural disasters to occur. Um, and so you're, you, so you're nearly there. You're about to press join with video or whatever. And then you take a, a deep breath just to remember who the fuck you are. But then you remember that you no longer know who the fuck you are. And off you go into your zoom. And then instantly, a bit like you're peeing in the park or needing to be in the park. Thank you. <laughs> My Pavlovian response when I walk into the park, I immediately need to pee. I don't immediately pee, but I immediately need to pee. So that's that's my shortcut. That's the kind of conversation that I'd have with someone and then regret it and then have to send 25 texts saying, I'm sorry. So, so I don't really mean that Annabelle pee. pees in the park. She doesn't actually pee in the park. She just thinks about peeing in the park. And I'm really sorry, but I'm just not doing very well at the moment. And now all I can think about is peeing, which is what happens to me on every Zoom. And it's like, please don't need to pee. Please don't need to pee. Please don't need to pee. And I also, I suffer from Zoom sweat, which is super sexy. And I've basically drunk so much from my dictate candle glass and now my mouth tastes like feu de bois. And you've got an empty glass, a full bladder, it's an ideas meeting and you've got ideas. You don't really have ideas, do you have ideas? No. And also an overwhelming urge to run to the bathroom, lock yourself in and never come out again. But you don't. You sit there uh, because you're a stakeholder and you're bringing something to the table. So you need to speak, but when should you speak? So you, you, you want to look like you're really paying attention and absorbing, so you're nodding, like a sort of wrinkled no nodding dog, but you don't want to interrupt or talk over someone or be overpowering or sort of gauche. So you're trying to work out when to speak. It's a bit like, do you remember when you learned to drive and then a year after you passed your test, you attempted the motorway? <gasps> and oh. for the first year of motorway driving, every time you would try and either merge onto the motorway or change lanes, you would just sit there 
you know, intending to, intending to, speeding up, slowing down, intending, but the cars are coming and coming and coming and coming and it's traumatising. So you don't change lanes. You don't speak. Should you put your hand up like you're at home school? <laughs> I mean, what's going on? Oh, my God. I'm so stressed by the idea of uh, joining a motorway. Merging and all the while, motorway. gallery view. Oh, my God. And me, uh, and I, I've shared this before, so it's nothing new. It's literally, don't look at myself, don't look at myself, don't look at I'm literally dragging. I have to kind of physically drag my eyes away from my face because instead of listening to, to anyone, I'm critically analysing every single aspect of my face. So first of all, well, actually hair, bloody hell, not a French girl's hair. Face, are cosmetic doctors key workers? I'm thinking yes. Earrings, I don't, I'm wearing pearl earrings. I thought they looked sophisticated, but now it's a bit more octogenarian. Um, neck like a turkey neck, uh, oversized collar. What the fuck? Who the fuck are you kidding? The whole effect is like a sort of yes, village idiot. Oversized <laughs> collar, unless you, unless you are a natural oversized collar person, immediate village idiot. And if you're me, woolly hat does the same thing. Immediate <laughs> village idiot. <laughs> so the whole effect for me is like the wolf in 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 grandma's clothing, what with the beard, the collar, the depression cardigan, and I'm so frozen in horror by my own face that people actually think my screen is frozen and they get such a shock when I move um and I finally sort of three quarters of the way through the meeting find the hide self view button but by then I'm so traumatized that I've forgotten everything lost everything so it's it's done it's yeah. over nothing good happened no and this is the cue for your post zoom which by the way my phone always autocorrects as doom your I post mean... doom Shame spiral. Hello, it goes a little like this. They'll never talk to me again. I'm obviously going to be fired. My, my, my one and only solitary, not really an idea, was, was terrible. And everyone knew that I'm a huge fake. I noticed only in the last, you know, five minutes that I had a, a, a chia seed stuck in, my, in, in between my teeth from the smoothie I made this morning because I'm trying to prevent the atrophication that's going on in my physical, mental, emotional and spiritual self. And, and I looked like I was atrophying and I am atrophying and I, I, and I, and I, I, deserve, I deserve nothing. I deserve nothing. I am worthless. So that's where you've ended up. Mm, approximately 17 seconds after you press leave meeting, beaming, rictus beaming. Bye! And also, when I press leave meeting, the last shot of me is beaming with my teeth. And I'm mm. <laughs> all that lockdown grinding. And I'm sure this is not a, a that is not a euphemism either, by the way. Um, and Jesus, I, I need a brace again. I like, do you think Invisalign specialists are key workers? They fucking better be, because honestly, it's like tombstones. <laughs> Snaggle teeth. Um, and then, of course, while this is all going on, as you mentioned earlier, the Zoom sweat. Oh, yeah. So, you know, you're having sort of Zoom flushes because you're <laughs> hot and bothered and wriggly and claustrophobic because you can't move and you can't move your computer because you've angled it so they don't see the damp patch or they don't see the, you know, the chaos. You've shoved all the shit over into one corner. So you're getting so hot and so hot and so hot and you know you're going to have to change and what is clean? <laughs> That's Definitely it. pause. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is clean? <laughs> oh, my God. Also, I've been so distracted by the whole thing that I've actually forgotten what I'm supposed to be doing and did someone ask me to do something and who can I ask is there anyone I can trust is there anyone out there is maybe there I... anyone out there oh, I don't know maybe I should have a little zoom recovery nap I mean the next one is in 15 minutes I can just close my eyes ah working in bed is actually great and not depressing what could possibly go wrong the doorbell could go wrong <gasps> oh because you know you're 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 so you're so desperate not to miss your non-essential essential item that you've been waiting for, uh, and also to complete your your perfect lockdown score of never 
having to endure a delivery slip because you're always <laughs> fucking here. So you, you run downstairs, but you've been doing your Zoom in bed or behind a desk. So you're just in your knickers. You know, <laughs> you, you know may, listen, maybe listeners, you guys are those lockdown types who are always ready for public consumption. And maybe you've always got mascara on. Maybe you've always got a bra on. Maybe you rotate your coats for your walks. Could be that you, you, you wear heels in your home office, which is obviously bad, so improbable. And elasticated waistbands are complete strangers to you. Or maybe like us, what you really <laughs> need is a sort of flotilla of armoury by the front door for when the world, by which I mean Amazon, <laughs> comes a-calling. Just so they believe that you are a semi-fully functioning, semi-human woman. I know, for example, if the heating is high and inhibitions are low and you're having a Carrie Bradshaw type winter where you curl up at your desk in a vest and knickers, could you consider setting up a door trouser situation? So you have quick access to to a respectable bottom half when, you know, Amazon calls because, you know, the driver, he might care. <laughs> oh, yes. And if you spent, um, if you spent the last year braless then good for you obviously I can't because I'm not built that way and I would hurt myself or others but but if you have spent it braless um then it's probably been a marvelously freeing year without the itch and the tug and the adjust but it's cold these days and it's not so thrilling to free the nipple in the face of Baltic breezes also walks are quite are quite brisk and, and, and vigorous so you, you might need a bra so what about hanging an emergency bra on the key hook by the door that you can grab it and go all the brio less of the bounce also also, you need emergency concealer, because let's face it, we have just spent the last three years looking ourselves in the mirror, going, saying, God, I look tired. And not only that, Zoom has exacerbated that realisation um, that this is just our face now, double down with COVID complexion glaring back at us. So now um, you would usually have concealers in your handbag that you never use in your car that you're basically rarely using. So now they can sit in the front door just in case of any friends come to do a doorstop visit and uh, you can just put that next to the bra on the key hook or in the cup of the bra on the key hook oh in the cup of the it bra it could just sort of yes it could just be like a like a little concealer hammock yes oh, very good and then and then to add to your front door supplies i mean listen it's obviously essential that we wear headphones at all times when we're out in the world i mean if only so we can point madly at them to pretend that we're on a call and we bump into someone and we've lost the power of human speech as previously discussed and so all those alfresco chats are now impossible and even if you don't bump into someone obviously i mean i know eckhart tolle says look at a flower be present but really <laughs> you need to block out the world when out in the world so headphones are our answer to a portable padded cell for the soul so Maybe headphones are another one for that key hook. And then you have to make a note to yourself to see if Amazon can deliver a sturdier key hook and a drill. I don't know who's going to use Jesus, the drill. Who's going to put, put the, that up? Well, yes, but the drill will be... The drill. The drill. Also, Not a euphemism. <laughs> also, um, CBD oil. Forget sunblock. Desperate times call for a swig every time you venture out. You gave up on the pipette many bottles ago. Now you just swig. And someone has told you about the good stuff their mate sent them from Ibiza that still has the THC in them. I think that's probably a bit of a dangerous road to drift on for me. But, you know, hey. <laughs> yes, mood altering, mood altering. <laughs> Can you imagine? Just taking out the rubbish. Just checking something in the car. Oh, there's a funny drip. I've just got to examine the gutter. That's me crowing cheerfully at the inmates in my house. Because actually my lockdown smoking habit has accelerated. So um, so, so I need fags and a lighter hidden by the front door at all times. And I've started leaving them in the bag for life that I always forget. <laughs> oh my 
so many bags for life <laughs> nesting next to the water bottles for life um and a passport fuck it a passport now more than ever we need to believe that someday soon we will walk out of the door get a cab to the airport fly to a far-flung beach and never return oh shit i gotta i, I i've gotta check whether or not my passport has expired like without me noticing like, an expired passport by the door. I mean, yeah, what do you do? Fuck it, that's so depressing. I'm just going back to bed. Do you know what? Let's all go back to bed. <laughs> it's a prescription. <laughs> um, enjoy your beds, guys. Look after yourselves. Thanks for listening. And, um, and we'll be back with more lockdown lunacy next week. So <laughs> we will see you here. You smell you then. Bye. Lots of love. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Annabelle Rifkin and Emily McMeekin of The Middle. Our book, I'm Absolutely Fine, is out now. If you like what you hear, please rate, review and subscribe. And we'll leave you with this thought. Let it go. It's too heavy. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revelhorwood, Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.